Welcome back to What Is Life Dude, the podcast. This is episode eight. I'm Eric. I'm Sarah. Welcome to the year 2020. Mm -hmm. I almost said the year 3022 because <laughs> that's from a Lonely Island song and it's a joke. Welcome to 2020, baby. How Thank you. Feeling? You, you feel 2020? Uh, yeah. I really am. I truly am. Are you? What does that even mean? I don't know, but I do. I do too. I, f I feel the spirit of the new year, you know? You know what 2020 feels like to me? What? Hunger. Like a good hunger? Like drive? No, like I'm hungry. Oh. Like I'm physically hungry. <laughs> Are you still hungry? Yes. Eric and I have been doing a... Um, well, initially we were going to try to modify the Whole30 plan to be vegan friendly because as is it excludes lots of it, it excludes like whole grains and legumes which are an important food group for us vegans but then we just decided we would do a 30-day challenge together that was just generally healthy and minimal processed foods the the whole 30 website basically takes a pooper it on, lambasts veganism yeah it, it like I, I took a screenshot of it. It literally says, like, if your concerns about being vegan are largely ethical, know that there are ways to responsibly ethically source meat, seafood, and eggs. So it's telling you, like, all right, do our diet. Don't care about your moral Suck compass. Right. Right, right. So the reason, well, why are we doing this? I guess just to start 2020 off on a, on a positive note. But prior to 2020, we kind of went all in for a few days and ate whatever we wanted. You know, it was actually kind of hard to do that. Yeah, we like, didn't, didn't want to. When I think about it, now you I know do. how sometimes uh, if you ever watch mukbangs or like cheat day videos, which are all the rage on YouTube, people just love watching other humans eat copious amounts of junk food, especially noodles and cheese, I've noted. Anyway. Like together? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Or do you mean separately? It's both. What? In what context is the cheese? Like mukbang is just like cheese melted over everything. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. I was picturing I, I, people eating like a wedge of cheese. <laughs> Welcome no, back to my mukbang. I saw I, one episode, uh, or not episode, I saw a, a podcast, <laughs> words. I saw a mukbang uh, where this woman had an electric griddle and she just covered the entire thing with shredded cheese and melted it. And she, she, made, she made a fondue out of it and dipped like um, some sort of, uh, delicious frozen delicacy like chicken fingers or something i i, I don't what? remember did she grill her foot on it after like michael scott no uh, not that i recall but i didn't really watch the whole thing <laughs> it's entirely possible it's entirely possible so wh where was i going with that uh, that's popular that's considered like cheat day stuff when you and i do cheat days we're limited by the fact that Junk food makes you feel bad, like yes. physically. It makes you tired and it not digest well. So I feel like anytime we've had a, uh, we've gone in for a cheat day, we've still been pretty conservative about things. I'd you say know, so. We don't like gorge ourselves. No, I. The problem I have is that I tend to do that to a milder degree every day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like at night. Right. Yeah, I'm a little fat boy at night. Which is which was the impetus for me being healthier, but and, and it's not even we don't do like New Year's resolutions, right? It wasn't a New Year's resolution. It was just I ended up getting a little chunky right before the New Year, <laughs> so it made sense to say, "All right, start of the month, start of the year." Mm -hmm. It it wasn't anything more than that. Yeah, I'm not like oh New Year's resolution, be fit. 
And then on like January 12th, it's fizzles out. Right. It's kind of like I needed to get back into a rhythm and it happened to be the end of a month. And doing it together is useful. I I don't know how people who have partners who aren't doing, who aren't like on the same health kick as them. I feel like that would be very hard for me. Yeah. I'm very easily tempted and enabled and am an enabler sometimes. So for us to be doing it at the same time makes sense. Like when I was in, well, when we were in King Supers a few hours ago and I picked up the vegan meat <laughs> and you were like, okay, you can buy it. And I was like, but no. I'll shame you for no, it. No, I don't need silently. it. Silently. And not that it's that particularly unhealthy. It's just processed. Right. And we're trying to stay away from processed things and sugar. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really it. You know what yeah. I mean? I really do feel better for it, though. We're only a couple days in, and I just emotionally feel better. I've lost 27 pounds. Oh, my. That's a great number. Yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. Sarah's favorite number. <laughs> it is. Though I don't know why still. It's just a great number. I feel like it would be 22 because your birthday is on the 22nd. That's a good number too. Yeah. Why? Let's just talk about favorite numbers for the next 40 what's, minutes. What's your favorite number? I don't know. Eight? I don't really have one. It's mm-hmm. just, that's just the month I was born. Nice. Eight, three, 83. I don't know. It's just a number. Why have okay. a favorite? You know? <laughs> I wonder, there are definitely those like neck beards out there. Who were like, what's your favorite number? And they were like, uh, 237,405.8. Why do they have that accent? Um, I don't know. That was just my default less intelligent accent. Oh. Sorry, Southerners, but, uh, that's what we think of you. It's not, it's not true. That's just, I think, I think it's from having friends from Alabama and like when they and do making fun of them mercilessly all the time. Yes, and when they do stupid voices, they do a thick southern accent. Uh, so now I do it. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, what is this new year going to bring? Who knows? Prosperity, creativity, wealth. What else? <laughs> I wrote stuff on the fridge and then I wiped it off. I wrote something too. What'd you write? I wrote hot hot sex. Oh, yeah, you did write <laughs> hot, hot sex. So far, it's been true, I'd say. What? It, it really has. Thanks. Appreciate you humoring <laughs> me live on the podcast. That's not live. So you've been working on some music. Oh, yes, I have been. Would you like me to talk also, about it? Also, b- before we get into this, I, I, like, I think it's a little funny that last episode was my ayahuasca episode. Which I went into in an extremely irritable mode and got more irritable as I talked about it because it was just beyond my, uh, so far beyond my ability to articulate. Po- artic- yeah, that's a great word. Okay. So um, sorry if that episode was a little bit of a downer. We're in better spirits now. I feel I am gradually assimilating what I've learned. That still doesn't mean that I. I can put it into words, which is why we're not necessarily um, we're Talking not doing about it again. We're not doing a follow up episode right now. I feel that what's going to happen instead is that as things start to make more sense to me, they'll just show up they'll as like a topic up. of the episode. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did Melvin just bark upstairs? I didn't hear that. It could have been my chair. I don't think it was Melvin. No idea. I think we would have heard it. He's been asleep for the entire day. He has been exhausted. Well, we we watched. We watched one to two dogs for eight days straight, mm. and he has been literally nonstop tired. 
since then. And then you took him on a two-mile run today. I did. Astounding. He was was very good. It's just fascinating to me how hard I have to try to be able to run two miles. Yeah. And then Melvin is just a dog, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is easy. I mean, (laughs) in his defense, he has twice as many legs. Yeah. Which has to make it twice as easy. Does he have twice as many lungs? They actually do. They have four lungs. You didn't know that? I think I did. You didn't I teach was just, that at Stanford? I was just making See, sure. It is again. <laughs> <laughs> this is now a comedy. This is a, now a roast podcast. Roast Where me. we just roast each other. Roast me. Have you heard of the subreddit, Roast Me? Also, this is my favorite form of our podcast. And we just talk about stuff. Right? Because, I mean, theoretically, if we has to be, quote unquote, what is life, dude, we can just make anything what is life, dude. Because everything it, is absurd. It quite literally is. I is, mean, that's how I see the world is is just a series of moments that makes me question my existence and my purpose. Right. But sometimes it's it's humorous. Yeah. Sometimes it's devastating and sometimes it's really funny. Oh, do you want to talk about something? What? <laughs> I didn't specify, which I what? thought was funny. Do you want to talk about something? Um, let's talk about this movie we watched the other night. Oh, my God. It's called Marriage Story. It just came out on Netflix and in theaters last month, I believe. Mm. I can't say theater with a normal theater. accent. I have to say the theater. It sounds extinguished. Yeah. So it stars Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, I think is how you say her name, in the, uh, the Republic of France, where she's not from. And it's about, it's about, a, it's a story of marriage. And the dissolution of marriage yeah, the whole the, it begins with basically the beginning of their divorce and their fight for custody for their one son. It's it was extremely upsetting. It was two hours and seventeen minutes of depressed de- depression. Very well acted. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I loved it. It has ninety five on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I am completely out of the loop when it comes to film. Right. So it's it's really um, a miracle that you found that for us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I just heard good things about it and I didn't want to watch it without you while you were in Costa Rica. Oh, you've been waiting on it. Mm -hmm. You've been sleeping on it. I have. Yeah. So it was great and it was moving and I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil anything. They, well, maybe a little bit, but they basically, they want to do it amicably and like, oh, we're going to get divorced. It's going to be fine. Like we're not going to hate each other. And then they get lawyers involved, and then the lawyers start saying shit to each other, and it just turns It escalates. Bad. And then they start screaming at each other, basically. Right. So I kept getting upset because I was thinking about how it, if me and Sarah's relationship ended up ever getting to that point where something like that were to happen, mm-hmm. and it made me very upset. And we right. kept looking at each other and holding hands, just like, no, I don't want this to ever happen. This is so upsetting. Mm-hmm. Right? Truly. And then at the end of the movie, because the the divorce it impacts the child, at the end of the movie when the credit when the credits were rolling, um, I ended up sobbing uncontrollably for what felt like three years, but was probably more like four and a half minutes. Right? Yeah, it wasn't that long, maybe three minutes. Really? But it was continuous. Yeah, I couldn't breathe. I haven't cried to the point of like not being able to open my eyes or breathe in a long time. And I don't know if something as as a child of divorce myself, just something got uh, the opposite of tickled <laughs> inside of me. Right. 
deeply upsetting. And I, you know, I said this to you and you mentioned how it kind of, it kind of sounded the feeling I had reminded you of your ayahuasca experience because after I was done crying, I was having trouble remembering why I was crying. The details. Yeah. I kept, I kept having these, my eyes were closed and I kept having these visions of like, at this point, I don't know what. I remember one of them was like my mom's, the, the the apartment my mom moved into when after they split up, right? And just like all these like weird negative things. And then I opened my eyes and stopped crying, and like they were all kind of gone. Mm-hmm. It took me to this very weird, different, new place. That felt good. Well, the memories did not feel good. Crying felt good. It always does, huh? Yeah, and I was texting my stepmom about it because I texted all my parents and my sisters about the. Uh, the divorces we've experienced and my stepmom was like well what were you feeling what were you thinking about like what was making you cry and I was like I I don't really know Mm. you know yeah well it's interesting because we talked about before how the body just stores trauma if we're not prepared to deal with it when we're young they just stores it like in the physical body and in parts of the brain, you have a lot of repressed memories or you have memories that you that exist but that you don't remember the emotional tone of until something brings it up. And then you're like, oh, that's why I remember this. Um, and I think just crying is just one way to release that. that. They say, you know, humans are, we're so wrapped up in our minds and animals, like prey animals, experience traumatic things too, and they experience fear, but they don't stay in like the mental loop of it. Like if a deer escapes like a lion or something, they're not really thinking about it afterwards. They're just living in the moment. And like one reason that they're able to do that is they just, so much movement, they shake it out of their bodies. Physical movement? Mm-hmm. What? And we've talked about this too. Let um, if you're in a panic attack, people's inclination is usually to like stop moving, sit, lie down, like try to regulate their breathing. But quite often, because a panic attack is is essentially staying stuck in the fight or flight response, which is is supposed to be lived out pretty quickly. Like very rarely are animals like in perpetual like you know in, in in lengthened. Periods of running away. Either you get away or you don't. Anyway, um, but we stay stuck in that, and that's what causes the panic. But if in the middle of a panic attack you can get yourself up and, like, running in place or somehow, like, discharging (laughs) that um, Mm -hmm. those emotions, it it completes faster. So sometimes I get anxious in the car if I'm stuck stuck in traffic, Mm -hmm. alone stuck in traffic. Because I feel like I, I feel like claustrophobic in a way, right. like I can't move or get out of the road or do anything. Yes. And if I start feeling anxious, I'll like yell. <laughs> in your car. Yes. Does that is that the same thing? Who knows? It's similar. Right. It's because it's just. Expect- Does it work? Yeah. Does it hurt anyone? No. There you go. I think healthy coping me- mechanisms. <laughs> I think it just like kind of like wakes me up a little out of my like weird thinking. Right. You know? You're in your body and not in your mind. Right, right. 
Yes. I think just so expending energy. Yeah. Melvin is in a current is in a perpetual state of sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly looks like it. He does. He looks like he's in pain constantly. Not that he is, but you know, but some not. dogs, some dogs just naturally have that like super happy perma smile. <laughs> some some have that just like lackadaisical. Uh, you know, I'm just chilling here. Yeah. Melvin, uh, something about I think the coloring of his like fur, and just the shape of his head. Like he just always looks so dis like disappointed. You're like feeding him treats. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, but he looks devastated. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I know one of my coworkers has a dog, and he looks he looks to be in a perpetual state of I don't even uh, which dog. So it's it's uh, Melinda's dog. Oh, who I rarely see. Um, but he just always looks to be in pain. Mm. Like I, this is going to be a, a huge bummer for the listeners because they can't see me. But he's like this all the time. <laughs> just like brows furrowed and like kind of raised and like his mouth kind of like agape like ah, yeah. ah what's happening right and he could you could literally be throw like fetching having him fetch a toy and he's so excited and his tail's going crazy and he's like ah, ah. <laughs> he just looks terrified all the time yeah it's, it's kind of frightening mm. what about zeke the little french bulldog we always watch zeke has this knowing face like yeah. he knows what you're saying, but he's pretending he doesn't. Because he's tiny and his brain is the size of a walnut. And he's like, I am the prince. Do this for me. Well, he can't. <laughs> he always wants to be laying next to you or on you, mm -hmm. but he can't get up on a couch or a bed because he's freaking tiny. But So he'll put his paws up on the bed and peer over and look at you. And he Just has. Gazing straight into your soul. I, and I, sw I swear, he he has the most human face. And he looks, like Sarah said, he looks like, I know you can bring me up here. <laughs> Why don't you bring me up here, Eric, if that is your real name? <laughs> and then, like, I feel like he would say something, like, to deeply hurt me, to get me to do it. <laughs> like, he'd be like, I know you cried at that movie because your parents got divorced when you were six. How does that feel? Bring me up on the bed, Eric. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. Now, I don't know how this little French bulldog emits so much emotion, but... Mm -hmm. It's pretty terrifying. Yes. Should we talk about music? Because you brought that up like... Yeah, I did. 17 minutes ago. I, I didn't really have anything else to talk about. Oh, okay, okay. You yeah, were going into this one a little blind. But so far, it's worked out for us. Right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, okay, so music. Yes, I've been working on music. I've been... Recording today, I've been recording vocals for my fourth single, which uh, will be out next month or something. But lots of new music in 2020. We're going to start working on your music in 2020, aren't we? If you ever have time. Oh, I always have time. I always have time. You for never you, have baby. time. Baby. That's what do you not mean? true. What does that mean? You have to finish your music project. But that it'll be over soon. I'm almost done. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're going to try to do a, a little cover album for Valentine's Day. Like four songs? Uh, however many. I might do some alone if I, like, if... Can we still put them on time there? time limits us. Do you Can know we, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For, if it's too much to have you do everything, then I'll just start making some. Can we put them in the same place? Yeah. We're trying to figure out, are we going to stay as cute threat? I, I don't know. Okay. That's a discussion for another time. 
we're trying to we're trying to figure it out. Right. Out I certainly do. don't want to put my music under my name because Sarah Sullivan is the name that I use to like live in the real world and make Sarah's vegan kitchen. And like Sarah's vegan kitchen. And when I make music, I feel as if I'm channeling an alter ego or a series of alter egos that isn't concerned with the practical. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So I don't want all of that mixed up. It is kind of weird when you think of it, especially me, who I've been in bands my whole life up until this project. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the same thing, right? But being in a quote unquote band and just like having all these different band names and then switching to just using my name to put all my music under. It's like my given Christian name. Yeah. I'm not Christian, but you know, it's like the name that my parents gave me when I was born. Right. And now it's like marketing it. You know? Yeah. It's just like kind of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. But so many people do it that I I feel like I, it shouldn't feel weird. So I can get over it. But mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean. It just feels strange to use your name. Well, it's not, it's not, it's specifically for music for me. Yeah. Because I just don't write from, I do write from my voice, but from a very specific place part of my psyche Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I don't write about the truth so much as exaggerated versions of pieces of the truth yeah so if there's like a part of me that feels like angry or sad or jealous that's going to be the entire like um the entire content of the song like is going to assume that those things are true. Yeah. Whereas me, Sarah, real Sarah knows they're not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is rational. I just, I dispose of rationality when I'm writing music. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have a hard time when I'm writing a song. And I think this, this comes from trying to write too many lyrics, which is why I'm, all my songs are too long. And I have to like, I'm going to start, writing less lyrics Mm. but i feel like i have a hard time keeping the same exact emotion throughout the entire thing and i feel like as i write it yeah yeah i feel like as a story right and i i feel like as it goes on it's like what i started writing the song about has morphed into like a bigger different kind of feeling Mm. which i guess is fine yeah it's just depends on what you're trying to accomplish right it's just weird because people are always like what is the song about and if it's like I don't know. It could you could take any song and be like, "Oh, it's about it's about being sad about a breakup." Yeah. Right. And for me, it'd be like, "Well, it's kind of about being sad about a breakup, but it's also like, oh, it's probably a good thing in the long run, and looking towards the future, and who am I going to meet?" And but you like just like every thought that goes along with it, you know. But I guess that's good. I guess that could be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to talk about New Year's? New Year's. Yeah. What we did? Yeah. Sure. We had a great time. Yeah. We went out like adults. <laughs> Why didn't you say anything? I didn't know if you were waiting for me to say oh. something. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to keep talking. Why didn't you say anything? He says concerned. Um, yeah, we went to our friend's house and we had a sushi night. Just like us and eight other friends and our two dog, Well, our dog and another dog. We made a buttload of sushi and like egg rolls and gyoza and stuff trader joe's gyoza 
so good. This episode's sponsored by Trader Joe's. I imagine that would be I, awesome. I, I, I'd never complain about another thing my entire life. Right. What if Trader Joe's just gave us a lifetime supply of like Trader Joe's gift cards? What if Joe was listening right now <laughs> and he was like, hey, I'll trade you some gift cards if you drop our name in the podcast. And I would say, well, that's why they call you Trader Joe. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's... Uh, that's one of many reasons. Sarah's giving me this blank half smile the entire episode <laughs> so far. Like, she kind of wants to stop and delete the whole thing. I don't. But also, she thinks it's funny. I'm proud of you. I would never want to delete anything that you say. Thank you. I love you, I think. <laughs> I think I'm in love with you on the podcast. <laughs> We're not high, I promise. <laughs> so... We went to our friend's house, did all the sushi. Spring I rolls. actually only ate three pieces of sushi. That's it. The rest of it was gyoza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we uh, we didn't really drink. I did, but I didn't really. I was like a little tipsy, and then it had faded by the time we were actually out and about on well, the town. The plan was to hang out and eat sushi, and then go out at like ten and spend the next two hours partying it up and then the ball drops and then we go home so we get to our friend's house and they're like oh what time do you think you guys are gonna leave we're like i don't know we just went after midnight after we do the new year's thing and they were like you're coming out with us (laughs) and we were like yeah it's new year's eve duh Mm. they're like you never come out with us you never party you never hang it's true i know it's true and i want to you want to go out and drink not necessarily but i mean i want to like Basically, any, like, social opportunity presents itself, I want to say yes to it. Because that's new new energy. That's, like, that's something I've never done. Okay. We can start trying that. The the conflict I have... Is that you don't like people. (laughs) Well... I was talking to my therapist about this, how uh, you meet us, I'm... I present very reserved and quiet, and you are very extroverted, obviously. But you get to know us... And quite often, like, if someone invites us somewhere, I feel like I'm the one who will say yes. Like, I'll drive however far it takes, whatever. And you're like, no, I want to stay home. I'll I'll be like, oh, our friend texted us. Like, they want to come over for a few hours. What do you think? And Sarah's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, can I feed them? I just wanted to hang out alone. (laughs) Yeah. But that's... And with Rhett and Link. Yes. Not personally. Well, that would be cool, too. I'm sure they're great. Yeah. But this is where our astrological signs come in and, you know, how I didn't believe in astrology at all before Sarah started learning about it. I'm persuasive. You are. And smart. And <laughs> and sensical. Well, it makes sense. I thought you were going to say and sensual. Sensual. <laughs> what word did you say a few minutes ago? You pronounced it weirdly. I don't remember. <laughs> sensual. <laughs> Sewer. Sure. Yes. Yes, sure. Okay. Sure, I'll do that. Um, yeah, so when it comes to astrology, like my sun sign is Leo, which is super outgoing and performing and all these things. And Sarah's is Taurus, which is... Reserved and stable. Yeah. And lazy as fuck. And likes nice things. Which I am. And my moon sign is Gemini, which is like, likes talking about smart things and like... And wants to talk one-on-one with someone. And Sarah's moon sign... Did I say sun sign twice? No. Sarah's moon sign is Leo, which I just explained is my sun sign. So it's like, 
once you get to know me and when, once you like push past <laughs> who you think I am, I'm just like, leave me alone. I just, I just want to be quiet, do nothing. I wouldn't describe Gemini as a quiet sign, but. Yeah. Well. It's loquacious. Loquacious. It sounds like a football player's name. Loquacious Murray. <laughs> well, and Sarah's moon sign when you get to know her is Leo and she's outgoing and you're like, who is this bitch? She's never been like this before. <laughs> I remember one time after we, when we started climbing mm. and you were around all my friends, like the, you were just in the climbing gym, like not saying anything, not speaking to anyone. What? And then like a month later, like a song was on and you did a little dance in the gym and all my friends saw and they were like, what? <laughs> Sarah just like did something funny. We didn't know she like spoke or did anything and it was awesome great i love to have that impression on people <laughs> your girlfriend Hold does on. nothing but that was almost two years ago yeah you're so different now yeah yeah i like to think so i think you're definitely more naturally outgoing mm. i do feel that way i still get a little nervous when we go or when we're with your entire family well, that's just painful. Mostly, I just have trouble initiating conversations. Once I'm in one, I'm pretty good at responding and also very good at asking questions because I'd rather other people talk. But um, and the initiation part is difficult for me. It's hard. My family is so different than us for the most part. Yeah. Like we were at my cousin's house for Hanukkah a few nights ago. It was a few nights ago. It was. Wasn't it a week ago? A week other day? Friday? Yeah. Oh, today's Friday? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. We do the podcast on Fridays, honey. I didn't know that. What you- <laughs> I've been really disoriented, honestly. Since you've gotten back? No, for like the past two years. For like the past 27 <laughs> years. <laughs> One year of clarity. Oh, yeah. Wait, did I just say the wrong age? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the age, at the ripe old age of one. At the ripe old age of three weeks, weeks old. old. <laughs> We're so stupid. I wonder if anyone gets any of our stupid references. <laughs> Maybe. This is why, like, with some episodes of the podcast, I want to, like, hop on Instagram and, like, go through the hashtags and DM people who might be into, like, sp- spirituality to a degree and, like, listening to a podcast that, like, kind of kind of makes you think sometimes, you know? Mm. But then, I, then we have episodes like this, and I'm like, <laughs> if someone comes here to, like, think and they put on this episode, they're going to be like, who are these fuck boys? They're just like being stupid. These the whole charlatans, time. like when we did the Pink Floyd review, and oh someone <laughs> was like, "Yo, you're stupid." Yeah, and I was like, "Maybe I am. I know I am. Maybe I'm <laughs> stupid, and I didn't know it yet." <laughs> I mean, that person like ripped us apart because we didn't like Pink Floyd's "The Wall." Like, I'm allowed to have a goddamn opinion. Goddamn, I'm allowed to have a goddamn opinion. <laughs> But it's true. It's just a fucking album. There are millions of albums out there, and I probably don't like half of them. And that person also probably doesn't like half of them. They're just a different. It's just the other half. But they why would argue most, that it's the right half. But why? Like, I used to be like that, too. And because then I, ego. And then I started thinking about why. And now if something, like, terrible comes on in the warehouse, someone's, like, Dylan will be like, turn this shit off. And I'm like, he's like, this is the worst garbage I ever heard. And I'm like, it, it's not. Yeah, I don't like it, but it doesn't mean it's trash. Like, you just don't, you don't have to like it. Mm. But you also don't have to be a dick about everything you don't like. True. This is why the internet is a toxic place. This is why I 
go on your YouTube comments and I'm ready to I'm ready to This uh, is why I don't read my YouTube comments anymore. I'm ready to dance with these guys if you know what I'm talking about. I'm ready to <laughs> I'm ready to play fisticuffs. I'm ready to <laughs> ready to throw hands at you. Because people are mean. Yeah. Hey Sarah, I like when you do the other kind of video. Well, you're going to do whatever you want because it's your life. You can unsubscribe if you wanna. <laughs> Ain't it true? Yeah. What was the best part of New Year's? <laughs> New Year's Day? New Year's Eve. Was it the Coca-Cola and the leftover French oh, fries? Oh, yeah. Who came up to us with the fries? Robbie? Robbie did. He just, we, we were <laughs> we were in the basement of this bar playing pool and everyone was drinking and Sarah and I were, we decided to, uh, to party hard and we split <laughs> a regular Coke. And the bartender was so nice about it. I was like, yeah, we're, we'll just have a, we'll just have a Coke. This is my square voice. Uh, yeah, we'll just have a Coca-Cola, please. Yeah, just um, little to no ice. Thank you. Plain regular Coca-Cola. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. Full sugar, baby. He said, that's it. Uh, that's it. That's Oh, just Coke. That's it. And I was like, yep. And I pulled out my credit card. He goes, no, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, free Coke. If I would have told Robbie, oh, we got free Coke, he would have been like, let's go to the bathroom now. <laughs> I would have been like, uh-uh, not like that. <laughs> but, so we're drinking our full sugar Coca-Cola. And we're playing billiards, and Robbie comes out of the abyss, <laughs> wobbly, saying, oh, I'm not that drunk, just wobbling toward us with a, a basket of fries. <laughs> Clearly, there was a burger on the plate at some point, but there's, like, where'd you, in retrospect, why did we eat them? <laughs> but he, he was just like, yeah, I got these fries. Here, eat up. And I was like, where did you, we were like, where did you get these? And he, like, gives a side eye and a smirk, he goes, don't worry about it. <laughs> Like you, you. Why it's so? Then we were like, ugh, weird, random fries. And then we decided we ate all of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we we descended upon them like vultures on a on the corpse of a young man, mm. <laughs> or something. Delicious. Not as delicious as the fries. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, turned midnight. And we went went home, home, and it was great. He showed the Lyft driver some pictures of our dog. One. One picture of one our dog. Picture. Oh, we brought our dog. Uh, not yeah. out on the town. Not to the basement. Not to the billiard. Yeah. <laughs> Melvin was, he's really, uh, he's really a sniper at billiards. But we're finally at the point where we feel we can leave Melvin in the house alone. Uncrated. And he doesn't eat anything. He's good. So we brought him along with us to the sushi party and we left him at our friend's house for like... We were we were barely out. How long were we out? We were out. Well, it took so long for our lift to get there. Yeah. It, so we were out for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Maybe, but it would have been like two out, two hours, two hours and fifteen minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, then we came home, and he was sleeping on their couch. Well, he he had a big day that day, right? He, he went uh, to work with you. Wait, on New Year's. No, I didn't work New Year's. Did we not have... Oh, we still had Zeke. Oh, we had Zeke. That's well, why I he was so tired. I wondered why he was tired. Yeah. yeah. And then our friend Cody brought his dog too, and they met for the first time, and she was kind of just staring at Melvin in the living room, and Melvin was doing crazy puppy laps, just like running on all the furniture. They have this recliner that he kept jumping into because he sleeps in our recliner upstairs. Mm -hmm. So he's he's familiar, and he, he kept jumping on it, and it kept tipping over almost to the point of falling completely over. And Sarah was like, babe, stop him, stop him. And Robbie and Omar, who live there, were like, 
no, it's fine. This is great. This is hilarious. We love it. <laughs> They're like pulling out their phones, taking Instagram videos. I'm like, okay, I guess it's okay. So he was pooped for the rest of the night. Yep. What did we do? We came home and ate a corn dog. And um, a box of Daya mac and, che- mac and cheese. Mac and che- I was going to say mac and cheddar. That's what I thought you were going to say. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheddar. Mac and cheddar is a good name. It's a good name for that. Should we rename it? Should that be my solo act? No. No. Mac and Gouda. <laughs> cheddar and Gouda. That's not cheddar. That's just some common bitch. What? <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't remember that. You oh. You remember the dog Cheddar, though, right? The dog Cheddar. Yeah. That's a great dog's name, actually. It really is. Is it a cor- He's a corgi, right? Yes, Yeah, that's why you love him. Yeah, that's why you love him so much. Mm-hmm. Sarah's really a fiend for corgos. I always have been. Can we get one? Uh, I follow someone on Instagram who just got a rescue corgo. Really? Yeah. I told you about her. Wait, which one? The one who lives in Denver. And she had a Corgo uh, who passed away. Yes. And she adopted a new Corgo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I think you can, I mean, you can find a way to get any breed adopted if you're willing to wait and find one who's needs to be rehomed, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how difficult that would be. Yeah, it's just weird circumstances to, like, adopt a purebred dog. Right. But that's what I mean, we would do. Corgis are... Like going back to what we were saying earlier, they those are the dogs that look so happy all the time. They really do, and yeah. they're so eager to please. I feel like their tongues are always out. You realize that Melvin's tongue is never out of mm-hmm. his mouth. Mm-hmm. His mouth is always closed. Right. He probably has a sick resting heart rate. He like barely needs to breathe. Huh. So great. All right, what else should we talk about before we uh, wrap this puppy up? See what I did there. Any other goals for this year? Any other goals to do yoga? We're gonna oh, do yeah. yoga. We're gonna do a yoga trial at a gym or two. We did a forty-five minute deep, deep stretch, mm-hmm. deep stretch yoga routine with yoga with Adrian. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like saying all these things half confidently. Yeah, we uh, slapped her on the TV and followed along, and it was while we were watching the French Bulldog, and the they two were dogs freaking out all around us. They were asleep all dang day, and then we got on the floor to do yoga, and they were like time to play and they were just in our way the entire time um but yeah it hurt hurt a lot and i kept looking over at sarah the stretching yeah not not the dogs playing <laughs> i just i kept being able to do the stretches like halfway and i was like oh god pain pain <laughs> and then, and uh i looked over and sarah was doing it exactly like the instructor <laughs> just like just body parts everywhere and it it definitely inspired me. I need to be more limber. Yeah. Imagine how much better I'd be at everything if I were more limber. Oh, I do imagine. I, mm. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We got to go. <laughs> 2020, the year of? Hot, hot sex. Hot, hot sex. Tater tots. Tot, tot sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that makes it sound like something else. Anyway. So, uh, remember when we made tachos, breakfast tachos? Oh, yeah. Do you Wasn't get, that Christmas Day? That was, yeah, it's our new Christmas Day tradition. Yeah. Tater tot breakfast nachos. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I would have liked fries instead, I think. Oh, yeah. I think I just like fries. Let's go get some fries. That's great. <laughs> I honestly absolutely would. Would you really? I love fries so much. You told and me I've been not eating, to get the meat. Listen, I've been eating so healthy. We both have been. Me more so than you. How? Tell me how. Um, 
Tell me how. I don't know yet. Exactly. You ate some unauthorized oatmeal yesterday. Okay. Word I, around town is. <laughs> word around town. Who spilled the beans? Melvin. Metaphorically or otherwise. I bought this Quaker oatmeal. <laughs> it's half sugar. It's half sweetened. So each packet's only four. Gr- it's actually not half. It's lower sugar. It's four grams of sugar per packet. And the rest is monk fruit extract, which is a natural sweetener. What's wrong with that? I would argue that it's healthy. Unauthorized. Unauthorized. The rule is no processed sugar. What about it's that? It's on the whiteboard. What about that time you ate a peanut cluster? You gave that to me. It was unauthorized. You literally gave that to me. I came home and I said, there's supposed to be 14 in here, honey, and there's only 13. <laughs> What'd you do? Unauthorized peanut cluster? We're talking about these... Uh, these they're dark chocolate peanut clusters I think from, we may have mentioned from sprouts they're so they're the best we have to mention them we've also we've also been can I, can I tell them about the cookie the daily cookie yeah we have these king supers kroger brand uh chocolate chip this vegan chocolate chip cookie dough that they sell it and comes with like the nestle toll house in the refrigerated section yeah mm-hmm. if it's you, if so good if you want to snag it's, it's also like three bucks it's like so cheap yeah um, Might be three ninety nine here. They're really good, and we've been making one a night. Well, we've been making two a night, and we've each been eating one. Yeah, yes, so good. And I think that's fine. That's that's the greatest way to be healthy. Just allow yeah. yourself a little, and as long as you feel good, feel as long as you feel good about it physically and emotionally, it's all that matters. Which brings us to another kind of like New Year'sy thing, which is kind of counterintuitive, but I actually want to go out to eat more. Mm-hmm. right like in terms of like health and finances i think most people would say that's like the opposite of what you want to do but what i've learned lately this is one thing ayahuasca showed me is like nothing's objectively true something like everything is just true for you do you know what i mean mm-hmm. some people might need like tons of discipline with food and for me i realized i need a little less because of my background with disordered eating and and all of that and what I've what I want to do this year is be very healthy majority of the time when I'm cooking at home, and then schedule more like opportunities to try new things. Like we live near Denver, and there's a fair number of vegan restaurants there, and we've only been to like three. You know what I mean? Which and, other ones have we not been to? Um. Well, I want to go to Sputnik. There's a bunch oh, yeah. of vegan food trucks. That's true. There's that brewery. Um, you've never been to Beatbox, which is an all-vegan mm-hmm. bakery and like cafe. There's just so many. And there's places, too, that aren't fully vegan but have a lot of vegan options. And I love food so much. And like I was telling Eric earlier, every time I'm like making a vision board or like visualizing my future, my I, my dream life, I'm always thinking of myself like on a sunny day in a flowy dress at brunch or like at some restaurant because I'm a Taurus. I love food. I love that food is, I love food because it's an art form. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. She loves the finer things in life. I, I love the art of food. I'm willing to spend money on food. And if I think, and this, this goes back to a topic I might have discussed with you earlier as well. Um, it's from this book. I'll teach you to be rich. Uh, which is like a financial advice book, but he talks about rather than making strict budgets, um, having this kind of like money dial 
and just get clear on what you actually want to spend your money on. Because quite often people are like, oh, I need to budget. And then they just don't spend consciously. It's very hard. But if you think instead about this is what I want to invest in and not feel any guilt about whatsoever, then I, it'll feel better to cut back on other things that, you're, isn't, that aren't giving you as much value. So it's like whenever when people give you that blanket advice, like stop spending money on Starbucks or whatever on your latte. Like for some people, that like daily latte might be something that's adding a tremendous amount of value to their life. Yeah. It's just about getting on getting clear on whether that's true. Um, so what were we talking about? Oh, food. <laughs> for me, I feel like that's such um that's such an important part of my life and what I care about. And I love also like food. It's not just the food; it's the experience. Like, Eric likes getting takeout. I, I like being places outside of my house, like, having this experience that doesn't happen usually and being across the table from you and, like, without any distraction. Yeah. And we can just talk and share food and someone else cleans it up and then I pay someone and it, someone has a job now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if I can just own that I like those things instead of, saying like, oh, I need to save all this money and then that makes me sad and then I impulse buy other shit. You know what I mean? And plus, if I feel like if we have that um, kind of regularly scheduled in the date nights, then it's going to be a lot easier on a day-to-day basis to eat healthy because mm-hmm. we're like, we have this thing that we're looking forward to and I don't need to have the junk now all the time. That's why I don't get when people shit on like cheat meals, right? Because it's like, you're like, oh, well, don't, don't, don't do a cheat meal. Just, just don't do it, mm-hmm. right? Just keep eating healthy. You don't need to have a cheat meal. You're like, well, no, it, it works for your brain, yeah. right? Because you're not going to be so tempted to eat it all the time. And I feel like you'd be less likely to go back to your old habits. Yeah. Right? So I like scheduled things. Scheduled things. That's why we got the whiteboard for our refrigerator. Yeah. That we've been writing, what days is Eric running? What days are we going to the gym together? What days are we working on stuff? What are our off days? When mm-hmm. are we going on a dinner date? Mm-hmm. It really works, people. Do we tell them about how we went bowling already? I don't Did think we talk so. about that? I don't think we talked about bowling. That's great. When was that? That was like a week or two ago. Was that before? Was that after? You you got released early from work. You're like, oh, I'm coming home a couple of hours released. early. Yeah. You're like, you want to go bowling? <laughs> Which we've never done before. Oh, it, oh yeah, it was right. It, yeah, it was right after you got home. Mm. It was because we all went home early because it was right before Christmas Eve, and there was nothing to do. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> that was fun. We went yeah. to Fat Cats, which I don't know if that's like a some National sort of chain. Thing. It's got to be some kind of chain, maybe. But it's a bowling alley and like arcade. Yeah. So we were waiting for our alley, and like I put ten dollars on like this little charge card they give you. <laughs> and we went around like playing all the arcade games. It was awesome. And then we bowled. We suck. You're okay. I I was trying way too hard. I was trying to roll the ball as hard as I can. And I kept getting gutter balls or just like hitting a few pins. Okay. I and had like I a six gutter ball streak. So you, there's really no, um, I don't know. You're that, fine. That was. Okay. That was, that was not that great. Literally no, no matter what I did, how I adjusted my ball kept rolling off to the left and At the very, into the very gutter. End. Yeah, it would be like going pretty straight. I'm like, yeah, it's going to make it. And then it would just... Whoop. Like the literally the first 90% of the... <laughs> of the... What is it called? The court? The alley? <laughs> the trajectory? The, yeah. the stretch? 
it was perfectly straight in the last 10% <laughs> all the way to the left gutter ball don't know how it happened it, it was, was so sad demoralizing to, to say up, the least to look up at your little name sarah <laughs> and just see a few numbers then see dash 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 also this place on the screens had a bunch of these strange animations and they kept showing me like doomful animations after i, <laughs> after I failed <laughs> It just like somehow has a photo of you like getting hit by a car. <laughs> Gutter ball. Just like you dying. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what the fuck is that? All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Uh, yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Go listen to Wait, our. M- last thing. What? What are we doing tonight? Oh, <laughs> yes. Tonight, our friend Cody is coming over. He just bought a D&D starter pack he got the player's handbook he got character <laughs> sheets he got dice oh i get to roll my first d20 i'm so oh excited <laughs> um and we're gonna start a little we're gonna do some character building tonight and he's gonna dm us a little D campaign with our friends i am <sighs> so so how long, excited how long have you been learning about D? i've been listening to not another D podcast for about it over a year now and i know so much about D just from listening to the podcast and i am stoked sarah <sighs> sarah's gonna be a little elf says right? you well, I, well i'm not trying to decide i think for about you. it i need to do some more research and pick whichever character whichever uh race has the potential to be the hottest I, yeah that's just how i am like when i was growing up you play like Yu-Gi-Oh cards or like pick a character in a video game and I just always pick the f- attractive female. Because <laughs> it describes you. Sure. It's the most relatable to yourself. Yeah. What do you want your character to be like? Like what do you want to do? Magical. You want, so you want magic, not physical strength. Yes. Okay. So you want to you be a spellcaster. Sure. You want to wrap people up in vines and restrain them. Yeah. And then fuck. Wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You want to be like a healer too? Mm-hmm. You want to be like the healer of the party? Maybe. Because that's always a useful role. You Maybe. Don't have to be. I mean, I might be a little too vindictive to, for yeah, that. Yeah, you're a. Because I'll definitely withhold healing from you. What? Make sure that you die pretty early on in the campaign. We're on the same team. So that I can uh, bond with all of your other friends and you can bring us chips. I can bring you chips anyway. <laughs> I said to Sarah, I was like, can we be married in the campaign? She was like, no, absolutely not. This is going to be me. This is going to be my character. I'm going to be a little, I'm holding up a little figurine I have at my desk. It's a clown playing what looks to be a lute. And it's very terrifying. There's actually a skull chain it hanging from him. looks to be a lute. Look, this is going to be me. I could be a little dwarven bard. Playing the lute. Hello, I entertain you. But I love it up. Can we do accents when we play? I'm sure you will. Yes. What I was trying to say earlier, Eric just has layers upon layers upon layers because you're this strange looking man. What? Excuse me. <laughs> was, where, where are you were, sleeping where, tonight? Where were we the other day where I was just like, I just looked at you and I started laughing. We were like walking, we were in like a parking lot or something, weren't we? We were just going somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, Eric, if I didn't know you, you are wearing a large green fleece jacket with a bear on it. <laughs> like, you know those cheesy shirts that have like, it's like literally ironed on 
a yeah. photograph of a bear. It's not like a cartoon. No, it. Uh, it's yeah. like the bear equivalent of wolf shirts. Yeah, but on a, a, a f- bright green. Well, because he's a, the bear is in the forest jacket. The bear's in the forest, <laughs> which means that the forest is down the sleeves and the back, and the bear prints. <laughs> it's just a picture of a bear in a forest on the front and the back. So it's oversized. It's the middle of the winter, and he's. It's not the middle of the winter. It's very cold. It's cold. There's snow on parts of the ground, but he's wearing gym shorts. High socks, checkered vans. He has long flowing hair in a bun. And he has a mustache. <laughs> and I'm just like, and? babe. And? You're crazy. And? What? My oh, yeah, his gigantic pit vipers, which are, I mean, just look them up. They're so douchey. <laughs> and I acknowledge it. But I got them for free at work. So... <laughs> I can't argue with that. They're they're actually nice. They're polarized. He gets so many compliments on them from strangers. And it's all the, the one thing I don't care about being complimented because like I didn't pick them. Out. I just, I just they, they like fell in, into, into your my lap. hands. Yeah. So like I have them now. <laughs> it's not like something I picked out. When people say, "Oh, I love that bear shirt," I'm like, "Hell yeah, thanks. I picked this out. <laughs> Appreciate it." Everything I own comes from work, apparently. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for shitting on me at the end there. No, but I was just saying that. That's how you look, but then you also love oh, sports right. and you scream at the television sometimes. Only at so the you're Mets. like very stereotypical man in that way, but you dress like a stoner, but you're not. Mm-mm. And then you also cry at movies. I do sometimes, and I want to play. And D&D. you're watching D and D. Yeah, and well, to be fair, the only reason you started watch listening to that is because another person whose podcast you enjoy started a new podcast right with i was gonna say with airbnb <laughs> with dnd oh my god D. <laughs> wow um but you know it's just not something that i would i wouldn't look at you and be like that guy looks like he plays D and guitar <laughs> well actually no because you'd be like he plays guitar but like in a really like i play the guitar man slow right. jams right and he bakes a mean refrigerated mean. cookie. He Oh, I do. <laughs> 3.50, 13 minutes, not a second longer, or else they'll be crunchy. And no one wants that. All right. Wait, hold on. I got one more thing. I got one more thing. I got thing. a megaphone. I got a megaphone. Inside joke, none of the podcast. Don't worry about it, all right? Well, when we were with our friends on New Year's, Sarah was telling our friend Jeremy about her ayahuasca trip <laughs> and he was telling us about how he the shrooms trip right it was shrooms. yeah we, he did shrooms and <laughs> <laughs> so he said he was he was in the supermarket right yeah i wasn't actually here for this sarah just retold it to me you, you, yeah. you can tell it so he it, took two doses at different times the first dose he's like i felt really good i was outside hanging with my friends i walked to the grocery store I think maybe he took the second dose there or shortly before. So while he gets in the gro- while he's walking around the grocery store trying to pick snacks, it starts to hit him. He starts to get really paranoid. He's like everyone is watching me try to make these purchasing decisions and I, I they know. They know. So he finally figures out how to how to buy the food and walk goes home and he's like he didn't say he's, he thought he was going to die, but I actually I think he did. He was like Mentally, I thought I was going to die, and I was, like, in fetal position 
on the couch and um I have these little yeah yeah, yeah. he had bought chewy chips ahoy and um he didn't want to say anything to any of his friends that he was feeling scared because another one of his friends was having a worse trip I think it was actually his friend who was in the fetal position but he's lying on the couch or something nearby trying to just deal with it on on his own so he would go into these little panic loops like oh my god I'm gonna die I should go to the I was gonna say the grocery store but um the emergency room yes yeah, he was having some weird physical sensations. And then he'd like pause for a moment from his panic, panicky inner monologue and then reach down and he'd eat a chewy chips ahoy. And everything would go away. <laughs> and he would just feel totally fine and normal. And then he would finish, he would swallow and he would go right back to panic. And it was just this loop of the chewy chips ahoy making him feel better. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Cookies are great. They really are. I want some cookies. Let's go get some cookies, babe. Okay. I want to make an ice cream sandwich. Ooh, that sounds good. Doesn't sound like it follows our diet, but pretty good. Mm. Pretty good nonetheless. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, can you give my tiny little spiel? Uh, listen to our music, Cute Threat, everywhere you get your music. Listen to mine, Eric Ames. Follow us on Instagram. I am at the Eric Ames. Sarah is at the Sarah Sullivan. Please rate and review on iTunes if you like the podcast. And if you feel so inclined, you can support the podcast monetarily with a monthly donation on our Anchor website. The link is somewhere in our description box. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. But before we go, I'm just going to give you a little warning. After we end this episode, I'm going to play a clip of when I was testing the microphones. (laughs) And Sarah just went on a rampage. I was like, hey, babe, can you test your microphone? And what you're about to hear is what came out of her mouth. See, <laughs> see you next week. You talk. Hello. Welcome back to Sarah's Vegan Kitchen. Today I want to make some vegan shortbread, but I'm going to use the wrong flour. It's going to be a disaster, a delicious disaster, a culinary disaster, a gastronomic disaster, an olfactory disaster, a gustatory disaster. I quit. Oh. Whoops.